Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest episode of the Cortalinius podcast. I'm your host, Zach Lowy, uh, here today with a very special guest, Diogo Barrot, or Opastel on Twitter. Uh, Diogo is a Belenense fan, a team uh, that is currently playing in Portugal's third division. So, you know, uh, recently, uh, just this past week, we celebrated one year uh, of Cortalinius, one year since Cortalinius's launch. And, and honestly, I just wanted to say before we begin, what a pleasure it has been uh, to really get this podcast rolling. And, uh, you know, I, for anybody who has listened to the show or retweeted a tweet or, or anything or shared it, uh, you know, I just wanted to say from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate your support. And we are going to continue to strive uh, to, you know, be your number one source for English language content on Portuguese football. Diogo, how are you doing today? Isaac, uh, I'm doing get great. Thank you for the invitation. Uh, it's actually my first time uh, on a podcast uh, and I'm really honored to be here. Uh, congratulations on, also on the first anniversary of Cortalinius. Uh, I'm a true fan of your work, your coverage on the Premier League is really impressive. And so I think we will have a good talk here. Thank you so much. Once again, uh, Diogo, uh, you know, my one of my main goals for Cortellinius this season, this is our second season uh, of the podcast and our first full season of, of Cortellinius. One of my goals really is to try to get a fan of each team uh, in the Primera Liga thus far uh, to have on the podcast. And, and so far, we have gotten fans of uh, Benfica. We've gotten fans of Porto, Sporting, Gil Vicente, uh, Boa Vista, Portimonense, Santa Clara, Famalicão, and Aruca. But we still want to uh, try to reach out and, and get all 18 teams uh, that's what we are striving towards, but also uh, fans from teams in Portugal's lower tiers, you know, and, and that's why I decided to have you on today, because Belenense, uh, although they are in the third division, they are one of the biggest clubs, the, the most supported clubs in Portuguese football. Founded in 1919 in the Belém district of Lisbon, uh, known for their famous pastries and, and the sites on, on the river, the Tagus River, I believe. A beautiful neighborhood, had the chance to visit it last November uh, and, you know, became the first team, the only team outside of Portugal's big three to win the Primera Liga when they won the title in 1946. That would later be done by Boa Vista. Uh, talk to me a little bit about the history behind Os Belenenses. Uh, what were some of the biggest reasons why they became one of you know, Portugal's most successful clubs of the 20th century? Um, yeah, first of all, it's great for you to also uh, hear some some fans that are not from the most common teams like Benfica, Porto and Sporting and also to give voice to the other teams. Uh, regarding Belenenses, we are actually on the fourth division uh, now with the, with the creation of Liga 3. The Campeonato Portugal is now the fourth. Um, yeah, as you have said, we were founded more than 100 years ago. Uh, we have a lot of history. Uh, we were formed by uh, previous players from Benfica and Sporting, mainly from Sporting. Artur uh, de Pereira was the main founder, and they were um, they they played for Benfica and Sporting, but they 
were originally from Belém. So they wanted to have to create a team that represented their uh, neighborhoods. Uh, so that's our history. Uh, you can, if you visit Belém, you can see uh, the the bench, the garden bench where we were founded. And uh, since then, we uh, almost since the beginning were very successful. Uh, mainly in the first half of the century. And then uh, we changed from Salesis to Ristel, uh, which is our actual uh, home. Uh, although we like it a lot, uh, many fans pointed uh, that change as the turning point in our success. Uh, we were champions uh, 10 years ago and uh, from that point, we were never uh, be able to win the title again. Uh, but yeah, overall, we are still considered one of the biggest teams in Portugal, although uh, we are in lowest divisions now. And we have a great fan base, uh, maybe one of the few teams that uh, has supporters all around the country and even outside the country. I'm curious, just a little tidbit, you know, where would you put Belenenses fan base in terms of, uh, you know, the biggest fan bases in Portugal? I think we can all agree that Benfica, Porto, Sporting take up uh, the big three. And then you've got, you know, likes of Boa Vista, Vitoria. But, you know, I'm curious, where, where would you place them in terms of fan bases? Um, it's difficult to say since we don't have uh, data on that. But yeah, I would say that Braga, uh, Boa Vista, Vitoria uh, de Guimarães and Bolognese, we have the greatest fan bases. And uh, in Portugal, uh, we don't like it a lot, but it's common to say that Bolognese and the Academica are the second team of all Portuguese. Uh, so we have a lot of uh, fans, actually. Yeah, absolutely. Stubel as well, I might add. Yeah, yeah, Stubel, because the most traditional teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, at the end of the 2017-18 season, Os Belenense and Belenense-Sad were forced to split. Um, Belenense-Sad would play the following season, uh, the 2018-19 season, in the Primera Liga and have remained there ever since, although they're currently uh, bottom of the league whilst Os Belenenses were forced to register an amateur team in the sixth tier, the lowest division in Portugal's uh, footballing system. Uh, for those of you who don't know, a SAD, Sociedad Anonima Deportiva, is a public limited sports company, and all, all Portuguese clubs in the t top two leagues uh, need to utilize a SAD. To, a, in, they are legally required to do so to provide more financial security and, you know, transparency for global investment. Um, talk to me a little bit about this process. I mean, it was a really long-winded, uh, ugly divorce that I think ended badly for uh, a lot of parties. Uh, yeah, we starting from the beginning. So the SAD uh, was created in 1999 at the time uh, still being owned by the the club uh, it was most of the teams made that decision at the time and in 2012 we were in the segunda liga we were facing a lot of financial troubles like many portuguese teams at the time post financial crisis and uh, the president at the time they gave us two options we either go to the amateur leagues, we, 
what we ended up doing uh, in the end, or uh, we would solve the, um, the majority of the SAD. Uh, in 2012, it was a decision made by the fans that they approved negotiations with Code City, the name of the company, uh, but the final uh, deal should be approved by the fans again, and it never happened. So it was like a bit behind uh, the, the interests and what the socios, uh, that's what we call in Portugal to the pay members, what we want. Um, but at the time, it seemed like the only reasonable reasonable option. So, uh, yeah, we were uh, and with, without any uh, left possible. Uh, and Rui Pedro Soares, he did, uh, let's say, decent job in the first season. We were promoted, uh, going back to the Primera Liga. But soon the problems started. Uh, he never understood uh how special and how uh how were the fans really we as we have just uh, discussed we are a team with great history and he is a well-known spo uh, supporter of porto and never tried to understood uh our history so soon uh conflicts uh, began with the furia azul the main uh group of organized uh, organized supporters and even all the fans, situations like uh, uh, blocking people on social media, I was uh, blocked actually. People that was uh, forbidden to enter the stadium. In some games, uh, we couldn't uh, go with scarves and uh, t-shirts from Belenenses and things like that. So in 2070, after five years of problems, um, the president, a different one, he proposed to make a new deal with Code City. Uh, they would they will start to pay uh, for using the Restill. Until that moment, they were uh, playing in the in the Restill without paying anything, um, and Code City simply rejected the deal and went to Jamur. At that moment, we understood that it no longer made any sense to continue with that uh, relationship they always try to differentiate themselves from bonenses they change the stadium and so we uh, we needed to restart so it's like a reborn when we were uh, almost um, very close to our centenary year um, and yeah i think it was the best option at the time we uh, i think we have been doing a solid uh, path and will return to the Primera Liga uh, in a matter of time. Belen and Saad have managed to remain in the top flight in the following season since that ugly divorce, uh, but they currently sit rooted to the bottom of the league table with 15 points from 23 games. And it seems like just about every single person in Portugal is rooting for them to go down. Uh, you know, it's no secret that Belen and Saad have one of the smallest fan bases in all of Portugal, um, you know, but what do you think of, of the new team and as well as, you know, why, why do you think they've struggled to, to grow their fan base? I mean, besides they, uh, since they left still to move to the Jamur, they adopt a completely different uh, position while they were in the Restill, they 
always insisted to differentiate themselves from the club. They, like on Twitter, they were saying, uh, no, it's not Bolognenses that is playing, it's Bolognenses sad that is playing. They always tried to point that difference. And when they went to the Jamur, they made the opposite. They tried to appropriate from our symbols, our name. And so I think it's normal. Uh, most of the fans were uh, uh, sick of Rui Pedro Suarez and everything else. And just a very few uh, remained with Code City and be sad. And uh, they never tried to to gain a new identity. I think that would be the only way to create some fan base. Uh, Oasis is a, a big city uh, near Lisbon, but they don't have any big team. So it would be a great opportunity for them to uh, actually create some fan base or going to Comporta like uh, it was told. Uh, Given the current situation, I think they will not survive this season. I hope so. <laughs> and um, yeah, they. I think uh, Rui Pedro Suarez himself is also prepared for that. And I don't know his plans, but I think he is working on a plan B right now. Do you think that the stadium's location had anything to do with, you know, its failure to grow their fan base? I mean, the Stadio Jamor, it's 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 really kind of. I would consider it the Wembley of Portugal, you know, and but it's unlike Wembley, it's kind of tucked off from the rest of Lisbon. You know, you have to uh, drive there like 20 minutes, sort of tucked off in a suburban area. I, I think that has definitely contributed to part of their low turnout. Yeah, it's not the best stadium to watch football. It's not very comfortable. It doesn't have really good conditions and it's much bigger than they need right now. Whilst Belenenge saw it have a notoriously small fan base, most Belenenge saw their home attendances of, uh, you know, they saw them reach 5,000 after their demotion to the amateur leagues. And this was reversing a long decline in attendance. Uh, do you think that the, your club's misfortunes and relegations caused uh, some, some fans to revive their passion and really fight for him? In its, in its toughest moment? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, Bolognese, it's not uh, just football. We have a lot of other sections. Uh, we have also uh, uh, basketball, volleyball, rugby, and many others. Um, and many fans, the, at the end of the relationship with Code City, they just give up uh, of football, trying to focus their attention on the other sports. And when the football, let's say that, returned to the hands of the club, the fans the, came back again. And uh, so attendance um, numbers growing, grow a lot. And uh, I think it's good. It, uh, people un uh, got united on, uh, around uh, our cause, let's say that. So we had a mission that was to uh, put Bonenses again in, in its proper place and people really it um, it's the people discovered again their passion Very interesting, as you mentioned the original Belenenge 
are in the fourth division and sit atop Group E with 30 points from 17 games. You know, talk to me a little bit about this journey throughout the lower leagues of Portuguese football, building your club back from the ashes and seeing it rise again. What has it been like for you? Uh, yeah, it has been really great. Uh, actually, we I remember the times uh, on the third district division where we uh, have always the away games with lots of fans. The the fields were completely full of people supporting Bonenses. The other teams uh, fans they were always saying that. It was the best day uh, of their lives also because they never experienced that uh, emotion, that passion. We had the so-called game of the year against Estrela Amadora uh, with more than almost the triple of the attendance to Estrela Amadora Bonense then uh, B-Sad uh, playing against Vitória Guimarães at the same time. And we were almost uh, uh, 9K at uh, Reboleira uh, while uh, around 2K in uh, Jamur. Uh, so it was truly great. Many of the players, they were coming from our academy and uh, it was great. We felt that the, we felt that the players, they were uh, one of us and everyone was aligned. So we did really well in the first three seasons, even with the COVID outbreak uh, in the middle of the second one. Uh, but we always uh, achieved the promotion. Last year, we couldn't have uh, attendance in the stadium in Portugal, but the fans still went there. We were outside supporting the team. Uh, it was really great. Uh, this season, we are uh, in Campeonato de Portugal. Uh, it's really a tough competition. Uh, our um, 60 teams, uh, only two will be promoted in the end of the season. And uh, we face some uh, difficulties, uh, mainly in the away games. Uh, we lost this, the first game was against Sekovnes at home, and it was really good. We played really good football, uh, really impressive. And it seemed that, like uh, it will be an easy season again, but uh, soon discover that it wouldn't be the case. Uh, in the second uh, game, we went to Azores to play uh, with Ideal and we lost. Mm -hmm. And then we lost three consecutive away games. Uh, fans were, star uh, were starting to panic. Uh, we changed the, the manager, Nuno Oliveira, that achieved the three consecutive promotions. Uh, he was set and uh, replaced by Hugo Martins. And I think Hugo Martins uh, is now doing a, a good job with some new players also in January. The team is playing better and better at each game. I think the new players, they added quality to the team. And last week, uh, we lost with Sintrens, which could be uh, really uh, trouble for us. So we were dependent on uh, Sintrens and Pirpinier to, to lose points. But yeah, uh, on Sunday, Sintrens drawed with, uh, with Lourdes, uh, with the Lourdes goalkeeper saving a penalty uh, right in the end. And Pirpinier also uh, draw with Sakevnils, which scored by Brun Botes, uh, which was playing for Bonenses some months ago. And we won. 
uh, also in the end by Ruben Araújo. Uh, so now we just depend on, uh, on ourselves and I think we'll be uh, on the second phase discussing the promotion. You know, one player we have talked a lot about on Cortellinish is Beto, uh, who after a breakthrough campaign at Portimonech joined Udinese on summer deadline day and has done really well there uh, as the club's starting center forward. Just a few years ago, Beto was playing in Portugal's amateur divisions and working for KFC. You know, really inspirational story, but uh, so many other Betos, I think, out there in the lower leagues in Portugal. Uh, what are some players, you know, in playing in the Campeonato de Portugal that we should be looking out as potential stars going forward? Yeah, it's true. There are uh, some players, there are... Uh, showing up from Campeonato Portugal and like Beto and even Mateus Nunes who played for Iriserense before Estoril and Sporting and yeah I think it's a matter of uh, looking to the different series uh, I don't know a lot about the other teams uh, I know about our uh, series and yeah I think there are uh, good players from Sintrens especially that are young like uh, Elio Varela, he made a really good game against us uh, last week and uh, also in the first uh, game at uh, their ground. And uh, we also have ours. I think we we have Ruben Araújo, for, for example, is a really good player. And it's a matter of uh, prospects and talent will show up. And whilst Belenenge defeated Hubo Pesh, which means a fishtail in Portuguese. Belenenge uh, Saad were condemned to yet another defeat this weekend, this time to Gil Vicente. Despite missing top scorer Fran Navarro to suspension, Gil Vicente ended up winning thanks to a goal from Juan Jose Calero, the Colombian striker who was starting uh, in the place of Navarro, as well as a substitute from Brazilian forward Elder Santana. Uh, Gil are currently... 10 points clear of Vitoria de Guimarães and Storil and looks at, and really do look set to clinch uh, the fifth position, the final European spot. W- what do you feel are the biggest reasons why Gilby are enjoying such an incredible campaign under Ricardo Suarez? Uh, yeah, I think uh, Ricardo Suarez is a great manager. I was just uh, seeing before we start uh, this conversation that uh, he can uh, go to Santos uh, at the end of the season. Uh, but overall, Jill, uh, I don't like Jill, uh, actually, because we are rivals. So uh, because of Cosmateus that happened some years ago. And uh, last weekend, they they put Ujbonens uh, in the ticket. I don't know if it was by mistake or uh, any kind of provocation. Uh, but yeah, they are an organized club. Uh, with a good infrastructure, they are investing on it also. Uh, they uh, came back to the Primeira Liga with uh, with Vitor Oliveira, which was a, a great manager and a big person in the Portuguese football. Uh, they had some troubles last year, but with Ricardo Suarez, they managed to uh, to do a, a good season, and they are now uh, exploding. Uh, Ricardo Suarez is really good. They are really consistent defensively. They attack with criteria. They have some players like Fran Navarro, Samuel Lino, Fujimoto, Pedrinho, or Zé Carlos. 
that are really good. And I remember Ricardo Soares from uh, when he was at Chaves. Uh, he told a story that I never forgot. That was the story of the deaf frog. That uh, there was a high tower that uh, no one, uh, no frog could uh, climb that tower. But one day, one frog, uh, he did it. And although the other frogs were saying, you will fall, you are not uh, capable, give up, uh, that frog did it because he was deaf, so he didn't listen to them. Uh, and I think that's also uh, applicable to Jo Vicente and to Ricardo Soares. Uh, they are focused on their, uh, on their season. And I think if Ricardo Soares go to Santos, uh, just uh, at the end of the season, I think it's one more uh, proof of that. They are focused on doing their job and this helps a lot.